In response to how most educators are delivering instruction right now, I'm hosting a special series of UDL in 15 Minutes episodes where I'll interview educators about their use of UDL to design online learning experiences. If you want to share your experiences, contact me via my website, www.theudlapproach.com. Hello and welcome to UDL in 15 Minutes, where educators discuss their experiences with UDL. I'm Louie Lord Nelson, UDL author and leader. Today I'm talking with Ayla Sheridan, who is a literacy coordinator and a second-year tutor at Kingswood Community College in Dublin, Ireland. Today, Ailish is going to share advice she and her colleagues pulled together on using UDL during distance learning. Hi, Ailish. How are you? Hi, Louie. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It's so great to talk to you. So first off, can you tell us about your teaching background? I can, of course. So I came into teaching a little bit later. I've been teaching for about four years now. I actually um, started out, first of all, in post-production. So I worked as a post-supervisor for six years. And then in my late 20s, I decided to go back to college um, teaching had kind of always been something I wanted to do and I think I was kind of finally able to accept that that was really what I wanted to do with my career and I retrained and I've been teaching now for four years. Okay and so have you always been at Kingswood Community College? I've been in Kingswood now for three years um, of the four so it's actually the school itself is very young and we are just finishing up our fourth year actually so I've been there for three out of the four years and we opened our doors in 2016 with just over 50 students and coming into hopefully we will be back in the school by September 2020 fingers crossed and when we come back in September we'll have over 700 students so it's oh a, a yes so it's a very new and growing skill with a lot of potential and a lot of innovation happening there so I'm, I'm I have to say I'm delighted to be there for the last three years Wow. Give us a little background about Kingswood Community College. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's a mixed school in uh, the southwest of Dublin. Kingswood Community College is a one-to-one digital school. So all our students and all our teachers have iPads. So we kind of have the infrastructure also in our beautiful brand new building to accommodate that. And in secondary school, I know it's different in different countries, but in Ireland, secondary school is from the ages of about 12 to about 18. So that's kind of the age group uh, that you have at second level. Okay. Wow. So how did they grow that? The 50 students to the 700, did they start with, are those fifth years? Yeah, so we kind of started off uh, with first year students. So we took in two groups of first years in 2016. And then every year we've taken in the first years become the second years and so on. So this year will be our first fifth year cohort. And every year we've kind of grown in admissions. So this September coming, we'll be accepting in 180 into first year. So kind of each year has gotten bigger as we've gone along. And then the school has grown. Obviously, the, the students have gone up each year to kind of reach the plus 700 where we are now. And we could be anywhere between 
sort of 850 to 1000 when we're at full capacity. So it's, it's going to be a big skill. Wow, it's going to be huge. <laughs> yeah, very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so help everyone understand this. First, is it a public school or is, uh, is internationally different as that is, but talk about that. And then also, is it an inclusive setting? Are students with disabilities included within the student body and, and then in classrooms? Yes. So it is a, I suppose, public school. Um, in Ireland, we have some fee paying skills and then a lot more sort of public schools and which is what Kingswood Community College is. We do have a ASN unit in the school, uh, additional support needs. And uh, we are an inclusive school. In Ireland, a lot of schools cater to students with additional support needs and we would have the great resource of SNAs which are support needs assistance in the classroom but what we do in Kingswood is even though we do have the additional support unit all the students are in mainstream classrooms so they aren't segmented they aren't separated in any way we use the support unit for additional learning purposes for support classes for resources um, for students and for teachers so we do have the unit which is fantastic and the work that they do is incredible but the school itself is a mainstream school and all the students who attend the school are in mainstream classrooms. All right. So then as you all have transitioned, you've been under stay-at-home measures for a while in Dublin, right? Yes. Yeah. So just the second week of March was when we had our official lockdown. So all schools, primary and secondary and third level, everything has been closed officially since the second week of March. So it seems like a long time ago now. It does seem like quite a while ago now. And like a lot of schools, we are adjusting to distance learning and online teaching as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Yeah. Well, you and others at your school, you guys developed this resource tool. But before we get into that, I'd love to hear about your school's use of UDL. Is it widespread? Was it there from the get-go? How has that worked? Yeah, well, what actually happened was we came to UDL about a year and a half ago. We had a fantastic introductory session by Margaret Flood. Um, Mags Flood is her Twitter handle. And she was in the school. She had been working with some of our teachers on her research for her PhD in inclusive education with Dublin City University. And through that, she had got to know UDL and was very excited about it. And thankfully, she was in the school at the time and she helped us sort of begin our journey for UDL and what we decided to do as a staff was to use UDL framework in a very collaborative way which I think is really why it has been so successful in our school. So what we did was we set up a UDL committee to kind of steer the process and really what the committee did was work on keeping resources and CPD for UDL available to the teachers throughout the year. We share a lot of resources on our VLE a lot of cross-curricular stuff that's not specific to any one subject, which is one of the beautiful things about UDL. And then what we did um, with the backing of management, which was fantastic, was dedicate time in our staff meetings to allowing staff members to present their UDL activities and lessons that they found successful in the classroom. So as teachers know, you just don't have a second and you really, a lot of the time, don't get to tell your successes to your colleagues. So we just thought it was just fantastic 
fantastic to have this moment for departments to be able to share with the rest of the school some really effective UDL practices. And from that, we were able to kind of spark off one another and use each other's UDL resources in all different classrooms in all different contexts. And that was actually how the resource tool that you mentioned there, Louis, came about from um, a kind of teach meet style staff meeting that we were having online because it was during the lockdown and from that sort of teach meet style I put together this resource based on how the teachers were implementing UDL to help with their distance learning. It's fabulous. So going back you mentioned how you all have from the get-go approached this that UDL isn't it's not subject specific And in the tool, it actually addresses that. And so how did you all come to that? And what are ways that you also support that outside of the tool? So what came across immediately when we started really looking to embed UDL in the school is how it can be used across a variety of subjects. So even though a lot of the classroom experiences we were having were specific to our subjects we really were more interested in sharing the kind of methodologies behind them which is why we really enjoyed using UDL as a framework because it's not reinventing the wheel it's just a collection of really good practice ideas and guidelines for how to structure your lesson and how to best deliver your curriculum to your students. So what we did as a teaching group is through these kind of teach meet style staff meetings that we were holding, we were able to pick our best experiences using UDL in the classroom and share those with the staff. And some of the examples that came out of that is what we've put into our UDL framework for our school. So it's very adaptable. It's, um, as I said, we are a digital school. We're a one-to-one iPad school. So a lot of our UDL framework is based around optimizing the iPad. So it's very specific to what we do. And then also from the online teach meet that we had since lockdown, we were able to kind of hone in on some really important points and feedback that we were getting, having a couple of weeks of distance learning under our belt and how to best use UDL to forward and to really support what we were trying to do. Nice. Well, I saw that, for example, on the tool, one of the ideas, trusting students to self and peer assess. So Mm -hmm. then I'm assuming that was something that was shared during the teach meet. Sometimes teachers, especially of students who are older, have a tough time helping the students self and, and peer assess. So how did you guys help promote that and through using UDL? Yeah, well, one of the kind of things that came back from a lot of subject departments was that the corrections from doing the online teaching were really starting to build up. I'm sure a lot of teachers are in the same boat right now in that you're getting so many submissions. And because all of the work was coming back to you online, um, it was really starting to, to pile up and teachers were kind of looking for ways to really effectively assess and also to manage their time so that they could best support the students in the upcoming classes instead of trying to catch up on a high volume of assessment from the teacher. So once that kind of came across, we started sharing a couple of ideas. And it was actually one of the language teachers had said that one of the things that he did was actually 
actually dedicate assessment as self-assessment with his students as an entire lesson online. So rather than just giving out the classwork, accepting the classwork as an online submission and moving on, actually the classwork that was submitted from the end of that class would then be used in the following lesson with the success criteria that the students knew they were to aim for or with the marking scheme that the teacher had created and giving that to the students and using that lesson to give the students the time to assess their own work to make any possible improvements or alterations and then to submit either a revised version of their work or to submit their assessment feedback to the teacher so in that way not only have you saved yourself from midnight corrections every night because of online assignments but also the students have sort of been allowed into that area of understanding and assessing their own work and seeing their own areas of improvement and that came across in multiple subjects so that was a really interesting point that we found in our online teach me that's just a Brilliant and beautiful example of expert learners. I mean, taking the students through that process and helping them learn how to do that self-assessment. They're at that internalizing level. They're really using their own executive functions. They're really self-regulating across things and they're having to comprehend their own work. And then all the structures having to be in place ahead of that that are above that. Oh, it's just beautiful. Yeah, I think sometimes, you know, teachers you can kind of feel like you're always supposed to be delivering the content you're always supposed to be pushing to the next stage of the curriculum and the content and the assessment is something that teachers I think can take on almost too much in a way and allowing students into that arena really enriches not only their understanding of their learning but also the teachers understanding of where the students really are because once they can say to you oh actually now that I realize I didn't put in this key key point or I should have improved this slightly it's not just a bonus for the student also the teacher gets a more realistic idea of where their learners are oh it's beautiful Ailish thank you so much you have given us a jam-packed 15 minutes of beautiful information about your school and about your teacher's engagement with UDL and how you've all just taken it in thank you so much for having me Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So for those listening to this podcast, you can find supplemental materials like an image montage with closed captioning, that montage with audio descriptions, a transcript, and an associated blog at my website, theudlapproach.com forward slash media. And finally, if you have a story to share about UDL implementation for UDL in 15 minutes, contact me through the udlapproach.com. And thanks to everyone for your work in revolutionizing education through UDL and making it our goal to develop expert learners.